your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. <laughs> All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. You recognize this music, Mitch? <laughs> I do. Yeah, absolutely. That's Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Mayor. He's on the phone with me today. City Council meeting tomorrow. We're gonna we could go over a couple of those things uh, coming up here on the show. Um, I do want to ask if you did your homework though for last from last month and watching uh, Reacher. Did you watch Reacher? No. No, I did not. Unbelievable. Do you even get time to watch TV right now? I, you know, I, um, my TV time, I am spending on the books. So that's, uh, I, I don't, I don't allow myself very much TV time. So <laughs> when I do get it, I want to uh, maximize it. So I use that on the books. It's Bucks game on the TV and laptop in the lap. I'm sure something like that. <laughs> typing yeah. something up. Yeah, the Bucks uh kind of a heart attack right now, but also they don't have Chris Middleton, so I feel like they're that's they're in a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. I who knows? I mean, I, I think Celtics are they're truly just a great team. So um we'll see. I'm um it intriguing this last this last game was really Al Horford is was ridiculous. <laughs> that didn't. Who is that guy? <laughs> you know, who is that guy masquerading as Al Horford? Yeah, in, you know, he's an inspiring, like he's, an inspiring, uh, an inspiring performance last game out of a thirty-five-year-old. I'm I'm yeah, not too yeah. far removed from thirty-five, but once Al hits forty, like you said, I think you told me this at one point. Once you hit forty, everything starts to hurt. So. 35, you could still do it. I could see it. Yeah. It's just funny, like, watching him shoot and how ridiculously awful his shooting motion is. Right. And uh, just, and then they still go down. Yeah, he has a, he has a very, like, third grader uh, yes. elbow in, the other elbow out, don't put two hands on the ball, arch, you know, straight up, do the beef balance eye elbow be follow through. I think he he does beef every time he shoots. It's really funny looking, and he's a seven foot thirty five year old. Yeah. <laughs> um, a couple other things. You know, we're we're well into May now. Are you mowing your lawn? I remember you had a at one point you had like you you got your new push mower. That was a long time ago. I wonder if that still lasted. And also, do you just have you even taken it out yet? Uh, yeah. So I am engaging in no mow May. And, uh, I, um, I, I don't know how I feel yet about <laughs> this program. I have to admit, um, I mean, we got, you know, my, my grass, I have, I have grass chunks. Like I don't have a lawn. I've got a yard, you know, I, I, you know, some people have, some people have lawns and that's good for them. I'm glad they do, but I have a yard and, uh, in my yard, if um, if it's not cut down, it it, it, it tends towards the wild side. So uh, I've got some uh, I've got some some chunks of grass out in the back that are well, they're slightly higher than eight inches. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I would say you also at one point instead of a lawn, you had a creeping Charlie. <laughs> like I don't know what you call it, a creeping hey, Charlie. If we 
if all we had was Creeping Charlie, we wouldn't. Nobody would ever have to cut their lawn ever. Yeah, what happens to Creeping Charlies after? Well, I guess a month. Do they do they end up growing? Because by the in the city of Onalaska, by the Omni Center, we play volleyball, and early yeah. early in the season, and then late in fall. They, there's these weeds with the hitchhikers on them. So you, you, we're all playing barefoot, and then we get these, like, prickly, I don't even know what they are. They're real little. They stick to everything, but they're everywhere, and you can hardly play volleyball. We have to, like, rake them out. We take, like, towels and roll them because they just stick to the towels to get. So I don't I don't think Creeping Charlies do that, but do Creeping Charlies grow to a point where they bud and they're really ugly and annoying and tall and, and just you can't deal with them? No. No, it's ground cover. I mean, it's insidious ground cover, and it's invasive. And you know, it's uh, there are there are rules against how you know keeping it, it, it contained within your lawn and all the other things. But uh, it does not grow. It does not grow high. Um, uh, it, 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 it again a creeper. I, I don't. You know, I'm, I'm not the expert on this. I'm not sure exactly the. Uh, the terms for uh, the horticultural terms, if you will, for how this <laughs> spreads, but the the root systems just spread laterally throughout, uh, just sort of on on the surface of your of your uh, your lawn, and um, yeah, and it just it hovers around the surface, and because they're, they're it's a broadleaf, uh, I think it, it tends to if you if you get a concentration of it, it blocks out the you know the what we what we would typically folks like to see as grass in their lawn. Uh, but on the other hand, if it takes over your lawn, then you never have to mow. <laughs> right. Wait, is there city rules about creeping Charlies? I believe there is. Yeah. I'd have to look that up for sure, but I, I believe there are city rules against creeping. Charlies. So would this be a judiciary committee meeting or a finance committee meeting that we get the, you know, what is it? Would it be a resolution to remove the creeping Charlies uh, ban from or whatever? Yeah, we, we that would have to go through the Judiciary Administration Committee. Yep, yeah, and, we'd have to remove that ban for, about Creepy Charlie, for sure. And then we could yep. bring in an expert, and uh, who's the lawn czar? We don't have just the lawn czar now. Is he the lawn sh- slash shovel czar? We don't, we don't have a lawn or weed czar anymore, no. Oh, yeah, weed czar, that's right. So we got rid of him. So, like, who is enforcing the weeds then? Uh, well, we have, so... Our or our municipal code, uh, it, it, it requires the appointment of weed commissioners, and so these are people that are. I mean, at the end, of, you know, they're they're city staff, and they can identify weeds or grass or whatever the situation is. Things that are growing that are over yeah. the uh, the, uh, the allowed uh, height, and then uh, issue an order to correct. Everyone's getting a free pass, though. I know you have to sign up for No Mo May, but anyone that didn't, it would be really kind of annoying to be like, okay, this grass is too long. Now i got to go look up to see if this address signed up for No Mo May. I don't see any signs in his yard, right? Or are we, are we really tr- uh, clamping down on the uh, the weed people that didn't sign up for No Mo May? So, yeah, the idea is that those who receive, if you have, um, if you have, if you have weeds in your yard and, um, and you get an order to correct or something along those lines, uh, the, you know, the idea is that it would, you would be, uh, your, your address is, uh, compared to the database. And if you're not in the database for no Mome, 
then you receive an order to correct. But with information to sign up for Nomo May so that you can sign up. And then if that is the case, then then that order to correct is basically rescinded. And then, you know, when you said you had city staff as kind of the weeds are people, I was thinking yep. maybe it would be a, like a volunteer thing. And you just have like Frank in the, you know, in the one neighborhood and Harriet oh, in another yeah. neighborhood. Oh, and they're the, just the vast, the vast, vast majority of our our complaints about high grass, weeds, everything comes in from uh, complaints. Yeah, I mean, from, it's all, from it's neighbors. All, it's all complaint driven. There's just not, I mean, very, very few times if we if we see something, if the, if staff sees something that it's it looks like it's uh, it's grass or weeds that are tremendously high, then they'll take care of it. On the other hand, um, typically what happens is that the neighbor is frustrated by the high dandelions and the and the next door neighbor's yard and and reports it. Dandelions, medicinal. Also, uh, the creeping Charlies. Then the neighbors don't want the creeping Charlies. Like your neighbor is going to call. That would be funny when your neighbor calls you, uh, calls the city hall on you because the creeping Charlies have crept into his yard from your yard. Has that happened? Yeah, I would not. I would, I, you know, I, I keep my eye out for the creeping Charlie, making sure that it does not uh, cross the border. Uh, as as folks know who have creeping Charlie. Um, and and like me, refuse to use herbicides or herbicides. I guess uh, it it it's a it's problematic. It's tough to to uh, you you, you kind of have to do it by hand. It's tough to get rid of the creeping Charlie once it's established itself. All right, that's Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds. We 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 we've I think we've exhausted our time on no yeah. <laughs> no mo may. Uh, I will say there the the Parks Department is doing. Uh, Nomo May and the Upper Hickson Forest, the Bluffland Natural Surface Trails, Highland Park, and uh, other areas in in train and Myrick. Not the whole park, because that would be yeah. funny. Because yeah. that was my question to the Parks Department: I'm like, are you doing Nomo May for all the parks, and and therefore it'll just be giant hay fields in every park for a month? But uh, they're just doing yeah. sections. Is is like the city is City Hall mowing its lawn like out front? Yeah, I believe there is some mowing going on, and I think that <laughs> um, you know one of the things that. One of you know one of the things that I want to see is how I, I, I'd love to get feedback from the community. What do you what would you like us to do? Because we've had a tremendous outpouring of support from the community for what we're trying to achieve from a sustainability perspective in relation to pollinators. But is is that counterbalanced by um, you know by uh, the, the how things look really, and how how our public places and, and the height of the grass is perceived by the public, and I think that that is something that we have to evaluate. Uh, and so, if if the right now we're we're kind of sticking to keeping the the park places that we planned on, we we plan on leaving those to be part of the pilot project, um, and then continue to mow. The familiar areas, like around the city hall and uh, all the city um, water uh, areas, the fire stations, all that kind of stuff, and then we'll see how the the community reacts to it, and then we'll adjust accordingly next year. Right. Yeah. And I, I had Viterbo biology professor and chair there, uh, Ted Wilson, on last week, and he said, you know, there's there's some 
some science to this where we can measure the effects of it as well. Anyway, I got to get to break. Mayor Mitch Reynolds on with me for this hour, 608-785-7914. I'll get to your text here in a minute. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds on the on with me for this hour. If you got questions, give me a call. Shoot me a text. I did get uh, a guy called. He didn't want to wait, though, but he said uh, um, Creeping Charlies, they use those in beer, too. So I, I feel like if we want to get this thing overturned and uh, through the city council process, uh, that w- that might be uh, maybe local breweries want to use the hot, the the creeping charlies as part of the beer process i don't know <laughs> like it would be like the yeah, senate right. where, where government never never seems to be able to pass anything and then all of a sudden uh the the senate to protect uh supreme court judges families they they pass that thing in a second and they can't pass anything else uh the city council would have a special session they would hold it they would pass it creeping charlies oh. off the band the band list so that uh breweries could could use the uh, the plants to make their beer. It would, it would happen oh, it, in a it, minute. It, it, I, I'm going to get that on the council agenda next month for sure. Um, another thing I think, uh, if you wanted to promote city council meetings, the city council meeting is tomorrow. If you wanted to promote getting people there, getting people involved, what about a nice spread at the council meeting? Maybe maybe partner yeah. up with the fried chicken. Uh, I don't know. Quick Trip's doing fried chicken. Could could we partner with maybe Quick Trip to bring fried chicken to the council meeting, something like that, or something else to eat? Corn on the cob would be good about now, too. Yeah, and I, I mean, Quick Trip would be a great idea, Rick, but I mean, we have some great startups in this community as well. Smash Time uh, is one of those that uh, is kind of growing up in the Cooley Region Business uh, Center, That uh, and they've been uh, they've got some southern food that would be great for that event, so uh, I'd probably uh, try to get them involved instead, but uh, I, I love the idea. I think it's a uh, great idea. I'll, I'll see what I can do about that. I, I'm, I'm not sure if we can turn that around overnight. <laughs> well, um, it could be a rolling thing, like a different local business uh, offers the spread to the city council and those participating in the meeting every every month. A, a rolling thing. Uh, I, I, I went to I went to an Oshkosh football game at the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh, and they had sure. fried chicken at halftime. And I'll tell you, I got a little Ow. sleepy for the second half. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it might not might come in handy. Yeah, it might it might might bring down the people that are there to comment. Might just be a little low, a little low level after that, after eating all that food. Yeah, yeah. Uh, No, and and just as a reminder to folks, and just so that um, you know, you so that you can be as efficacious as possible when you go to city council meeting. uh, The the regular city council meeting, like that, like that's happening tomorrow night. Uh, we don't typically have public hearings there. There's not there's not an allowance for public hearings at the regular city council meeting. So what you really want to plan on is the week before the city council meeting when we have the city plan commission and the judiciary administration committee and the finance and personnel committee. And that's when you can sign up to, to be part of a public hearing for uh, various issues. And so we'll try to, you know, one of my goals is to make sure that the community is more informed about when these meetings happen so that they can be a part of the deliberation process, and 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 therefore, uh, by through this plan of having food available, be able to eat the fried chicken. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we could have. You know, the, well, now we have three. We have three meetings, so we got to get three different groups to come. Uh, a couple of people calling in here. I'm just going to bring bring them on. Uh, caller, who is this? You're on with the mayor. I want to talk to the mayor. And you are. There you go. And there oh. you go. Okay. The subject: street signs. When are they going to replace, finish replacing the ones that they replaced already? 
I ride around the city, and I see more signs that I can't read. They're faded, missing. Okay. okay. Street okay. signs. All right. What are they going to replace? Are they uh, we do have a replacement process in place for all the re- uh, street signs, um, as well as I. And I don't know what that that schedule is off the top of my head, but that is something that we do on a regular basis. Yep. Uh, number three is calling in. Number three, you're on with the mayor. Go ahead. I'll bring down some chicken and beer. How's that sound? <laughs> Which meeting, though? I got to know because I'll probably show up for that one. Okay, yeah. whichever you you pick it out, I'll bring it there. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Mitch, I heard on the radio today that. Two-thirds of the adult population in the United States are living paycheck to paycheck. That don't sound very good, does it? No, no, it doesn't. Okay, well, I was wondering, (laughs) we keep doing more for the homeless people down there, and I think we should do more for the other people. I mean, I was looking at the thing the other day. you got to give them. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate that perspective. I think that, you know, we have to uh, understand that, um, you know, our, our the, the city budget of the city of Lacrosse is $73 million. And uh, we utilized federal funding, one-time federal funding, to put people in a hotel last year to um, save lives, basically. Uh, we're utilizing federal funding to do some infrastructure improvements and security and, and a couple of little other things at uh, – Puska Park this summer, um, so that there are not, um, so that there is a, uh, a place for our uh, unsheltered population to go, where they're not being, um, where you know, where they can spend the night basically without uh, without being illegal. Um, so when you uh, think about the the federal dollars that we're spending this summer, which is about two hundred fifty thousand dollars, something like that, I don't know what's going to wound up being at the end of the day, compare that to the $73 million that we're spending in, um, in you know, state and federal and local tax dollars for the, for the city of La Crosse on a regular basis, it's not that much. So uh, I, I, I guess I just, I think that we are not, uh, we can always do more for the citizens of the city of La Crosse, uh, but I am not going to shy away from the commitment of helping the most vulnerable in our society and um, trying to uh, trying to um, uh, mitigate the uh, the impacts that they have felt from the pandemic, utilizing the federal resources that we have at our hand to do specifically that. I'm not going to apologize for that. So, yeah, in the homeless issue, just it gets more attention, right? Because it's it's changed. Like we've changed the park. We're adding. Uh, I think are we putting a fence around? We're doing we're doing things at the park. We moved the dog park. I don't know about yeah. that. I mean, yeah, all right. I mean, it gets more. I mean, frankly, Rick, it gets more attention because they're because of people that that um, you know the, that don't want us to do anything to help the homeless uh, population. Um, it gets more attention because it gets clicks from um, from media organizations. That's why it gets more attention. Yeah, and it's real easy to put a dollar amount to it, right? Like, boom, we're that's that's how much we're spending when. When other things like the governor has been in town twice in a week, right? And that those are other things that we're doing to to help uh, the citizens of Lacrosse. Like the governor has come come to promote some some different. You were you were with him on both of those trips, right? I believe. 
Yeah, I so the last one was really. I mean, this I love this program. It's not anything that the city of Lacrosse is doing. This is all about the, the state government using again federal funds, using federal funds to help businesses move into vacated storefronts and other places around the city of Lacrosse. And I love it. I think it's a fantastic program. A lot of our um, in the city of Lacrosse, a lot of businesses and nonprofit organizations have taken advantage of this. And it's it's not you know it's not much when it comes to a when it comes to your cash flow, but 10 grand can really help bridge the gaps for a month or even two, especially when you're looking at inflationary pressures and especially when you're looking at uh, supply chain dynamics as well as labor shortages. Uh, There's all sorts of things that that come up that are extra expenses for a business, and there's always that gap that you're like, man, if I could just get that 10 grand, then we would be able to bridge that gap this way. And uh, I love that program. It's that bounce back Main Street pro- or the Main Street bounce back program, which the governor and the secretary Hughes were uh, in town uh, this week to uh, to uh, amplify. And I, I think it's a fantastic program. And again, I, I, I'm super thrilled that the governor has expanded that to another twenty five million dollars for uh, grants throughout the state to help uh, to fill more business fronts. And it's worked, frankly. I mean, if you talk to Terry Bauer with downtown Main Street, he'll tell you about the vacancy rate in downtown Lacrosse, which is that uh, I, I thought. Well, I mean, the, the occupancy rate for storefronts is at ninety-five percent right now, which is amazing. You know, so it, it absolutely is making a difference, and it really is not. It's not. It's not. It's not um, making sure that that these businesses survive by the state supporting them. It's just like here's this gap funding that you get because. Um, uh, because the the, the uh, Congress has decided that uh, these are funds that should be utilized to help support business in your community uh, because of the pandemic. And um, in a very similar way that we're utilizing federal funds to support people that are on the street, largely because of the pandemic. So we're responding exactly how we should be responding. Now, the governor in town last week kind of promoting uh, infrastructure again and, and electric buses and uh, stuff like that. They, now, when Joe Biden was here doing that, the the governor and Joe Biden went to the Pearl Ice Cream Parlor. Did you yeah. get in? You, and you didn't go. I don't know if you weren't invited or if you just missed. You couldn't go. Did you get invited to the Pearl? Because again, you didn't show up uh, to get ice cream with the governor. So uh, the governor's <laughs> been in town uh, over the last four weeks. I think it's four or five weeks. Something like that. He's been in town three different times. So the first time was to look uh, to check out our, our electric buses, as you mentioned, which is. Those things are absolutely amazing, by the way. And I love that, first of all, our our transit director, Adam Lorenz, has taken advantage of some uh, some funding opportunities to make sure that we are electrifying our bus fleet, which is amazing in and of itself, because that is a much better way to do mass transit within our city than even through the hybridized buses that we have on the street already. But the best part about that is this microgrid that we're establishing on Isle La Plume, where our municipal garage is, where the charging uh, charging systems are for these electric buses. That microgrid that we're building out there with the help of XL Energy is going to. It means that the wastewater treatment plant uh, update project that is, you know, the largest public works project in the history of the city of La Crosse. That project is going to basically the the digestion of the biosolids at the wastewater treatment plant are going to power the electric buses. On um, So as the more electric buses we have, the more we're basically getting those buses off the grid and powering through powering them 
through the methane that's generated through the biodigestion at the wastewater treatment plant. So telling, like, not only the governor, but the EPA administrator, Michael Regan, about that, uh, and and, uh, as well as some other visitors about that, was was just thrilling because they didn't even realize that that was part of our infrastructure expansion into microbuses. Or, I'm sorry, electric buses was its microgrid. But that microgrid is really the story. That's the resiliency story. That's the sustainability story. That's a story that we should all be super proud of because it means that that we're we're doing mass transit without any fuel cost in the future, which I'm I'm super thrilled by. But uh, yeah, so the governor's been in town three times against like four or five weeks, something like that. Um, and we we were at the Pearl last week. I was at the Pearl last week with the governor. I, I'm not really an ice cream in the middle of the day guy. <laughs> So, no, I get it. Ice cream. So you so did I get. So you did get to go once. All right. So we're using poop to power the buses. That's the story. We got to come. Yeah, okay. That's right. Power the buses with the poop. Poop. Power buses. Poop buses. The EPA didn't even know we were having. We had poop buses. Also, did you float the right. idea of? And 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 hearing that, like the the regional administrator uh, for the EPA, Deborah Shore was here, uh, and and she had been previously on the board of the wastewater treatment plant in Cook County, Illinois. And she was just stunned that we had taken this step because uh, we're such a smaller utility, but it's such a progressive and, a, and aggressive way to look at resiliency and sustainability in our community. So, yeah, I get it. The scope a, of that is super impressive. Problem. Yeah, the scope of that is pretty pretty great. Like, right, you have the, the, the federal government, the EPA administrator in town, and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Um, yep. uh, did you float the idea to the governor, our, our plan to have, a, a, a gondola system through Riverside Park? We need federal, we, we could use state funding. Yeah, we did it during National Tourism Week, which was, I think, last week. Um, the governor was here again, and we did do a trip around, uh, did a quick uh, 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 trolley tour around the city, and... Um, and talk about the very thing. Yeah. About uh, the next time Bliss Road close, uh, uh, falls apart, we're going to close it down and uh, just do gondolas to the top. Yeah, and gondolas up to started. gondolas up to Granddad Bluff, but also a yep. river canal system through Riverside Park where we have <laughs> gondolas. And then we want to, and well, I'll get into this maybe after the break, but the idea of, of converting Pearl Street into uh, something more like State Street in Madison. But I got to get a break. Scott's comic, Brad's doing the news coming out. Uh, we'll be okay. back with Lacrosse Mayor Mitchell. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608 785 7914 is the talking text line. Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds on with me for this hour, just talking about, well, we, we capped off. We talked more than we needed to about No Mow May and mowing the lawn. Uh, we, uh, we, we started talking about right before the break uh, some, of the, some of my ideas. I, th- I don't know, when you were here and I was over there and doing this, when, when roles were flipped here and, and the ideas that we come up with the, for the city, the idea of having a gondola system to take us up to the top of Grandad Bluff, I still think that's actually yeah. kind of a cool idea. You'd probably have to, yeah. you'd probably have to like hire that out and maybe somebody, a private company, comes and runs that. Um, in, yeah. in those regards, uh, that you have floated the idea – of of privatizing uh, running the lacrosse center, just like um, uh, the golf course that's name escaped me, right? The golf course is owned by the city, but is run by a private company, right? Yeah, for sales. And, uh, and I think that in general, not that, not that a, a golf course in any way is directly comparable to the lacrosse center, but I think that if you poll those who have golfed at Forest Hills over the last 20 years, They'll tell you that the um, 
the time that they've spent uh, uh, hitting some balls there since Cambridge has been involved, have the, the golf course has been in much better condition. So, uh, and, and, you know, it's just been a much better experience. Uh, and, and again, those are not, it's not a direct comparison, but it's something, and it's the reason why, one of the reasons why it, it was necessary based on the vast expansion of the lacrosse center, the pending retirement of lacrosse center director, the reason why we needed to at least evaluate whether it might be a good idea to enter into a private uh, management contract with someone to uh, take a look at running the lacrosse center. It's just, it's a, re- it's a reasonable, responsible thing to do at this time. And uh, just because it's, it, you know, it, it is a, it's a path that other communities take. Are we missing something? Is there something that we need to evaluate here? And that's really it. I mean, it's, uh, and we'll see what happens. Uh, again, this is in the, this is in the early stages of the process. It's going to take a while to get to the point be, be where before we're actually making a decision on a private contract management firm coming into the to manage the lacrosse center. But at the very least, we're taking a look at it. Yeah. Also, when you mentioned Forest Hills Golf Course, it is interesting that when when the golf course participates in Nomo May, uh, the putting gets really difficult on the green zone. Are <laughs> really tough. I mean, it's you know it's funny because I'm looking out at my lawn right now, and I've got I mean I've got not my lawn, my yard. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, we had, you know, we had some rain in May, I, you know, so I've got some, uh, I've got some grass is that, uh, that's super high, and, you know, and I want folks to know this no mo May thing. I know people rip on it. Some folks that are just, they can't figure out why we're doing this, why it makes sense at all. And it's really just an option that we're providing for the folks in our city to, to engage in a sustainable practice that could, uh, could help enrich our pollinator population that's really what all it comes down to and if you don't want to do it don't do it if you want to do it do it uh i would love to get feedback though if you feel if you go down the road and you think man i I can't have my neighborhood looking like an overgrown jungle call us and let us know if you think this is great and we're doing a tremendous thing for the bee population call us and let us know we're this is the this is the pilot year Next year, we're going to try to figure out whether this makes sense, how it makes sense, how to change it, whether to change it, all of that stuff. So your input is absolutely essential to this process. Yeah, next year when it goes before a committee, uh, the, every 12-year-old in the city of La Crosse will be either for or against this. The, the 15, 12-year-olds that uh, mow lawn for a, for a living, they're going to be like, I'm losing salary. Zero, and zero every of them. There are zero of their no 12 and 15 year <laughs> They are not out there anymore. Those, those kids do not exist anymore. <laughs> Nobody is dragging their lawnmower from house to house, cutting lawn anymore. That does not. It's kind of like the leaf raking. We, they just don't exist anymore. That's, and that's super unfortunate because you could make some money. But nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing that. Okay, so all the 12 to 15-year-olds will be at a committee meeting next year saying, keep no mo may. Dad is making yeah. me mow the lawn, and I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, for money. I, wouldn't it be great though if we could somehow encourage that to have that to have that twelve to fifteen year old population out there with their lawnmowers again, uh, getting ready to cut lawns and or with their rakes in the fall or getting ready to rake lawns? That would be fantastic. I would love to see that. Yeah, says the fifty year old who doesn't want to mow his lawn anymore and doesn't have any kids I in the house. I don't. I really don't. I'm <laughs> really just I. Yeah, done with mowing my lawn. Absolutely. All right, a couple of things before we we wrap up here. Um, 
there's a couple of projects going on. We always like to rip on uh, the the city, the state, whatever the country about the roads. Uh, Lacrosse Street, we're starting to think about think about doing that, and um, is, I think that's coming up. I think we're going to build a fire station. We're going to shut down Oakdale Street, I believe, and we're also going to fix Lacrosse Street all at the same time. Yeah, Oakland Street. Oakland. Yeah, we're going to start on Lacrosse Street, uh, and that'll be happening. I think the state's kicking that off right after the track meet. And then, um, and then, yeah, we'll get that going. Uh, I, it was kind of touch and go there for a little while based on all the dynamics that are happening in the economy and some other supply issues. And we've had, you know, there's some, there's uh, stormwater uh, 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 materials that are our sanitary sewer materials that we weren't sure that were going to be available, but, uh, and some fiber network stuff that there were some questions about. So, it looks like we're ready to to go on that project, or rather, the state is, and uh, looks like we're ready to launch right after the track meet. Yeah, this is something that he, uh, has dated back to like four or five years. Like when you were doing the show, we were no, mad. No, 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 Rick, 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 Rick. Nah. <laughs> no, no, Lacrosse Street. This was planned twenty oh. years ago. Okay. Twenty years ago, the state was planning the re, the, 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 the 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 redo of of Lacrosse Street. So this is. <laughs> yeah, th- this has been a long, long time coming. Are you being sarcastic uh, there? Because I actually no, have no it's idea. 20, it is, it's actually more than 20. Back in 1998, when that referendum, was it 98 or 9? No, I think it was 98. 90, back in the original days of the North-South Corridor fight, this this was, this was project was part of that whole plan. Um, so, you know, this is this has been a long time in the planning process. And... Uh, yeah, I don't. They're just getting started, and you know the state moves at its own schedule. Is it so. is it different than just fixing the street? I mean, you're talking about sewers and stuff. Is is what they're yeah. going to do to Lacrosse Street a little bit different than your everyday? Like we're gonna we're gonna repave the street? No, not really. <laughs> okay. That's the part that's a little puzzling <laughs> to me. Is that it really you're just you're ripping up the street, you're throwing out some concrete, and we're putting some you know. Uh, there's a little bit of adjustment to width. Um, you know, we're doing some stormwater and some sanitary sewer stuff. Uh, there's some communication stuff that has to be to the, you know, always utilities are in the way. Yeah. We've got to do some uh, adjustment with those. But for the most part, no, it's just it's just redoing a street. Okay. So, so I, thought you were, a, I thought maybe you were being sarcastic because we have talked about this on the show uh, back in, my, in your and my days. But, um, yeah, so, but I haven't 20, been. More than 20 years. More than twenty years. Yep. Okay. Well, hey, at least they're you know at least they kept it on the schedule. Yeah, and, and, and the great thing is is that that fire station, fire station two, is going to be going up. You know, we're going to be working on that at the same time. Again, the first fire station in the state of Lacrosse since nineteen sixty seven. Really looking forward to that. That's going to be done sometime next year. Uh, it, that is such, and then that obviously right along that whole corridor there. So just uh, thrilled to have that. That transportation corridor is going to be fixed, and that fire station is going up at the same time. Um, and then the last thing you, you you mentioned Terry Bauer, the downtown Main Street executive director. I think that's his title yeah. there. He's yep. the the czar there. Yep. Um, and it, he shared on Facebook the other day the big boats kind of schedule. And it looks like the city's going to have a lot of big boats. And I don't know if that's a direct effect to what we've done in Riverside Park. Right? We've allowed we've 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 changed Riverside Park a little bit so that we can park a bunch of giant boats down there now. Yeah, Viking Cruise Lines on the Mississippi. Uh, I think it's just called Viking Mississippi. But yeah, they're going to be up and down. Uh, they're going to be docking in Lacrosse. Uh, it's it's a very thick schedule. First dock, first boat comes in late July, mid July, something like 17th, that. 17th, yep. And uh, they, Viking helped pay for that levee reconstruction that will allow them to dock there. So 
it's it, we're absolutely thrilled. It, it's just going to be a huge benefit to um, the, our downtown economy and then our economy as a whole. And uh, what a great showpiece to have these uh, Viking Cruise Lines just stop there on a pretty regular basis right at Riverside Park. Yeah, 30 times between like mid-July to Octo- mid, mid-October, I guess. Um, yeah, pretty tight. Now, there was talk like like one one of those boat companies was going to pay for the docks and then have exclusive rights. That's not the case, right? Well, Viking is helping us pay for the levies, yes. Yeah, okay. That is part of the that's part of the arrangement. I don't um I, I don't have the contract in front of me. I don't know how exclusive the rights are. Um so I couldn't comment on that. I I'm you know, I just I just I don't yeah. And that was then those details were worked out before I came into office, but and I don't have the contract in front of me. But I'm really glad. I'm super happy that they were able to help us pay for the infrastructure to put those levies in. It's going to be a, a huge boon for our economy. Okay, and then I just want to jump back because I just thought of something with the the privatization of the lacrosse center. Uh, we haven't even gotten into like, hey, what would a like like applying for that job, right? Like uh, maybe some company comes in and goes, hey, this is what I would like to do. Yeah, sure, and and just to re- just. To reiterate, because I know this gets lost in the shuffle, the, the lacrosse center is not going anywhere. That is going to be a part of lacrosse city government. It is, it is, it's something that we own that we'll continue to own. The only thing that we're looking at getting a private contract man, a private contract for is management services. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, this that that facility will still be ours, and we're going through a process now where we're getting uh, expressions of interest, and then we'll put on an RFP and we'll evaluate those, and then we'll go from there. All right. Uh, that's lacrosse mayor Mitch Reynolds. Thanks so much for joining us, man. Thank you, Rick. All right. Bye. Oh, watch Reacher. You got to watch Reacher next month, please. Can <laughs> you watch Reacher? <laughs> Will do. All Thanks, right. man. Yeah. All right. We got to take one more break. We'll be back. In on Alaska. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just going to wrap up here. Thanks again to Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds for joining us this hour. City Council meeting coming up tomorrow. Uh, a couple of things. Oh, we 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 we, we kind of mentioned it, but didn't get to it. But part of the City Council meeting is to make a a walkway between essentially from Riverside Park to Pearl Street. That's uh, that's on the agenda. But uh, beyond that, this kind of like the city vision uh, for Pearl Street is kind of interesting in in the idea of turning at least maybe that section of Pearl Street right right between what third and second street or third and fourth streets uh turning that into more like a state street and I don't know if you just keep going maybe you would maybe you just keep going the next block um it, it's an interesting concept I don't know if the businesses there would love it perhaps it just kind of creates like a a, a more walk friendly uh pedestrian friendly uh environment there instead of having cars up and down but what would you do when you wanted to pick up your takeout from buzzer billies right <laughs> all right coming up tomorrow uh essentially the teachers union president for the lacrosse school district john halichek's going to be on with me he's going to be in studio and uh on friday lacrosse uw lacrosse political science professor dr anthony chagoski all right thanks everybody for listening